0: Let's show the, the new Excel students what we do. I said, hey, yo! Yeah, yeah, what, what up? How's it going? Yeah? You guys, you guys are doing all right? Are you here? Who? That's for Talisa. Everybody say, uh. That's for Talissa. it's really funny. I'm so excited that you guys are here tonight. Um, it's just good to be back. It's good to, um, be with y'all. I know. Oh, there that goes. Uh, last week was awesome, wasn't it? Come on. I loved being able to just worship with you guys and hear all about what God did at, uh, camp. I heard it was awesome. I heard it was lit. Uh, I heard the purple team won, uh, whatever, whatever. I know the, the, I know the youth pastor and I sent him some words. That's a joke. I really didn't. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So a little bit about me for all, some of y'all that are new. You know, my three, four people that are new. Uh, my name is Pastor Izzy. Pastor is not my first name. Uh, <laughs> you'd be surprised. I had a best friend one time. We were best friends for like two years here. Went to Gray Elementary. And and do I got gray people? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, he, uh... For two years, he didn't know my real name. So he just thought my name is Izzy. And I'm like, when he came over to my house and my mom said my whole name in Spanish because I was in trouble. Some of y'all know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I low-key just shivered a little bit because I could just hear the echoes of my mother's voice yelling at me to... Take out the trash or something like that. But uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm uh, in the National Guard. I am a National Guard soldier. I like to just say that because I'm very proud of it. And so part of my persona is that of a soldier, of a warrior. Okay? Um, I'm here fighting for you, on behalf of you. So I'm super excited uh, to talk and intro a new series tonight. Throw it up on a screen. It's called influencers. It's called it's called influencers. I'm very, isn't that crazy? Like, whoa! By the way, like, isn't that graphic super dope? I like it. Can you just give it up for Jonathan Palomo for yeah, yeah, and whoever else helped Nico, give it up for Nico. <laughs> I want to talk to you uh, the next three to four weeks. We're going to be talking about this, about this right here. Influencers. Like, What does that even mean? You know, like, you know, you're like, you're a squeaky soldier. Don't judge me. I'll fight you. Like, do you know people get paid to be an influencer? You know what I'm saying? Like back in my day. You know, the only social media we had was MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! We thought we were, like, coding legends on MySpace. But, you know, that's not like, there weren't really influencers on MySpace. It was just kind of a place that was MySpace. But now we have a thing. We have this, this whole network. We have this whole world called social media, right? Like, this is nuts, like, there's, like, a new app coming out every other day. Like, I remember when TikTok came out, I remember there were people online night be like, what a dumb concept. Like, we already have Instagram. Like, this won't ever blow up. And now it's like, everybody's got t- I've got a TikTok. No, you're not going to find me doing dances on there. Like, I'm not no renegade. I'm not no none of that, right? Mostly it'll just be videos that'll make you cry of Dottie, okay? There is one on there that you will cry. It makes Pastor Ariel cry (laughs) all the time. But, like, what's an influencer in general? Like, I asked myself that question. I was talking to some of my buddies. They're like, I was like, what's an influence? What do they even do? Right? What do they do? Like, I know it's not just putting their, you know, face on a camera and then it's like, whatever. Influencers, essentially, from what I've gathered, okay, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Period. (laughs) <laughs> is, I'm just making sure you're awake, uh, is these are people that they, they put their lives on display for people to see, and they promote things. will not you say that? Like, some of, y'all, some of y'all ladies be watching these videos, like, you know, they just wake up and like, okay, let's get ready with me. And then, like, the, the foundation, they're like, I'm using this by Elf. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, fellas, take notes. Know the makeup. Know what it's called. You know what I'm saying? Pastor Ariel, uses help. you know what I'm saying? You know, or whatever. Right, right. What, what's the what's the Kylie Jenner the the lip the lip kids? Right, like oh, you know, like some of y'all be watching these videos of people getting ready. Like you should be getting ready, but like you're watching somebody get ready, right? And, and so, what are you watching somebody do? You're watching somebody display their life while they're promoting something. Here's the, the reality. People are trying to chase this blue check. See the blue check up there? There are people out there right now that their whole life is surrounded around being verified, uh, 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 around this blue check. Like, it's someone who's, right, developed systems and content, right, content creators, right, on Twitch, any any Twitch watchers? I watch Twitch. All right, YouTube Live. Any any gamers in the house? All right, we watch people live stream. They're influencers. They're, they're they want to be verified. There's like this culture and this mindset that uh, if we get verified, we we are more important. All right. So a lot of people are chasing this tiny blue check. They feel like uh, I'll be more important when I get more followers. I mean, that's what people think. That's what they think. I will be more significant with that blue check. That means I've got greater influence because I've got a greater following. They live this life. Uh, they think um, if if I had more, I could do more. So if I had more sponsors, I could do more sponsors. I, if I had people to send me more stuff to my Bo box, I can do more unboxings, right? You know what I'm saying? I follow people on Instagram that do, like, sneaker unboxings. I'll just, like, like watch people, like, unbox sneakers. Think about this. You are literally watching somebody open a box. And and, and this is crazy. Why am I? Well, like, you know, I'm a pastor, so I kind of get paid to do the same thing. But I unbox the gospel. I influence people for Jesus. But it's crazy. They, like, I have to stand up because I'm, like, Literally, Dada just hit it on the head. They're literally opening a box and talking about it. Do you know, like, one of the the highest paid YouTubers was a kid. Was a kid. And all he did was review and play with toys. Daddy! Your future! (laughs) We're gonna make money! (laughs) (laughs) She's gonna play with toys and be like, wait, you, sorry, cut. Cut. I need you to be more joyful. I need you to be more happy. You know, there's kids that don't have toys. Daddy. You're right, right. <laughs> but people think, you know, like if we had more, we could do more. Let me ask you and, you know, just shout it out. What would you do with more followers, more money, and more time? Buy a house. What? Sleep. She's like, sleep. I'm CEO status. Yeah, what was that? What'd you, what'd you say? Get a zoo? You're going to buy a zoo? All right. Pastor, hey, if you buy a zoo, Pastor Ariel would work for you because she loves a- animals. All right. But that's the thing. Like, 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 what would we do if we had more influence? Like what would we do with more money? What do we do with more time? Tonight and throughout this series, my heart is this, that you see yourself as an influencer. Turn to your neighbor, whichever one you pick, whichever one you like the most, and say, what's up, influencer? What's up, influencer? What's up, influencer? What's up? (laughs) Because here's the reality. Here's the reality. Hold it down. The reality is this, that every single one of you in this room is an influencer. Every single person. Hold it down. Hold it down. Some of y'all are like trying to influence right now. Right? I get it. Save it. (laughs) Save it. Save it. But in my heart, I really want you guys to understand something that it's not the greater the following, the greater the influence. It's the greater the God, the God that you serve. It's the most influential thing in our lives. And my goal, honestly, for the whole series is that students that you would see that no matter the influence, God wants to use you, whatever influence you do have. And I'm here to tell you tonight, you have influence. I'm here to tell you that someone needs to hear what you have to say about Jesus. That's not up to me with this microphone. You have your own microphone. That you have your own influence. Tonight, in this series, I want you to see yourself as an influencer. I am giving you a blue check tonight. Verified, all of you. We're all influencers, but here's the reality. Because some of you, all will be like, I'm not like, I don't really like know a lot of people. I don't really have a lot of friends. I don't know who I'm influencing. It's not if you are an influencer. It's how you are influencing. Because you are influencing somebody. You are influencing somebody. Even if it's one person. Even if, we talked about this last week. It takes one person. It takes ARA, starting a club, one person, for people to come to know Jesus. For her to pray over somebody that she would be healed. Takes one person. Say influencer. Y'all ready to get into the word? Let's do it. All right. You're going to see it on the Sky Bible. Throw it up there. I love it. Here we go. We're in the book of John 6. Chapter 6, 1 through 13. Here's what it says. If you don't have a Bible, I'm going to get you a Bible if you want one. But we got the Sky Bible up here. That's what we call Sky Bible. Here we go. Verse 6. After Jesus went away to the other side the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus taking a boat trip, arrives, bunch of people following him. Verse three, Jesus went up to the mountain and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews was at hand, lifting up his eyes then and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him. Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread? So that these people may eat. He said this to test him. Pop quiz. For he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii, which is a year's uh, worth of wages, denarii, worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. So his response to Jesus' question wasn't even, (laughs) he didn't really answer Jesus' question. Uh, He's like, "We, we ain't got no money. Jesus Our pockets don't got it, Jesus. One of his disciples, Andrew, I mean Peter's brother, said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they for so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now, there's much grass in the place. So the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. And that's not including women and children. So we're talking thousands of people, Okay. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given things, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Tonight, God, I pray that it would be your word that speaks louder than anything. Tonight, Lord, I pray that it's your word that would uh, pierce the hearts of every listener, Lord. It's not by jokes. It's not by illustrations. It's just by your word, which is the truth. And your word says the truth will set us free. So tonight, Lord, let us experience the freedom that is found in your word by reading scripture. There's so much joy and freedom in that, Lord. And I pray that ultimately you would be glorified tonight through your word, through our worship, Lord, and through the salvation of those who have yet to know your son, Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we anticipate a movement of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Check this out. In all four gospels, all four of them, we read about this amazing miracle. So all four gospels, this is the only miracle that's mentioned in every single one of them. So that tells you, this is pretty important. Would you say so? I mean, usually when your mom repeats something, it's important, right? Like, let, let your mom say five more times to throw out the trash and see what happens to you, right? It is important. So when scripture repeats something, you see something multiple times in scripture, that's a little ding, little light that goes off in your head that says, wait a minute, I should pay attention to this. Maybe there's something in here that I need to pay attention to. This is, this is crazy. This is Jesus feeding thousands of people by miraculously multiplying five loaves of bread and two fish that a boy had, right? Jesus told the disciples to feed the crowd. This, this is crazy. Jesus knew there wasn't catering for that day. Like Jesus knew that his admin hadn't catered, you know, lunch for the day. Jesus knew that they didn't have the pockets for all the money for them to buy food. This is an overwhelming Situation, right? Like who gets a little overwhelmed in crowds? Like you get a big crowd, you're like, right? Like like Disney for some of y'all is just like a headache. Even the mall, right? So like Jesus is looking at these guys like, hey, you know what you should do right now? We should we should feed them. (laughs) That's a good idea. That's terrifying. That's like showing up to back to school, right? And we don't we don't you know have a lot of food vendors there. That's like Pastor Evelyn turning around and saying we should feed everyone. Where can we buy pizza? Right? I'm like, that's awesome. I actually know a bunch of places. Jesus said to feed the crowd. Now Jesus knows that this is an incredibly different, uh, difficult situation. Jesus asked Philip, which I thought was funny. I think when you read the Bible, you should ask questions. Why would Jesus ask Philip? Fun fact, Jesus, Jesus knew that Philip was from the region. So Jesus knew that Philip knew the town. So maybe Philip would know that, there'd be a place to buy bread, right? I thought that was interesting. So he answers what we can do. He says, where? But notice that Philip doesn't answer Jesus's question the way Jesus was hoping he would probably answer the question. He asked, where? Where can we buy food? Philip's response was, we don't got money. Like, talk. Talk to your mom like that, see what happens, right? Sometimes Jesus is really hood in my mind. So I picture Jesus being like, I didn't ask you that, dude. That's not what I, (laughs) you know, hood Jesus, like it's different. Like, I don't know, I don't know how your Jesus is, but my Jesus is a little bit more hood. Like, I just picture that. Like, that's not what Jesus asked. Jesus asked, where can we buy bread? And Philip's response was, Jesus, we, we can't do that. We don't got the money, Jesus. Here's something. Some of us has already made it up in our minds what we can't do. You've already made it up in your mind. So when I said you are an influencer and God wants to use you, immediately your first thought was, I can't, I can't do that. Jesus didn't ask, hey, hey, Philip, can we feed everyone? He didn't ask that. He said, where can we? This to me is like, Philip, come on, bro. Like Jesus said, where? That means he's got it. That means the bill is on Jesus. That means if it's his will, it's his bill. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's for you. Like, take that. Some of y'all that are getting ready for college, take that. If it's his will, it's his bill. That's not prosperity gospel, I promise. (laughs) But he responds with what we can't do, and Jesus knew that, of course. Like, of course he was going to respond that way. Of course Jesus knew, like, hey, I'm just going to say that because I'm testing him. Because he's Jesus. He knows. Here's the reality. Jesus wasn't looking for food that day. They're like, okay, that's weird. So why is he asking about bang? Why is he why is he asking about bread? He was he was looking for a willing heart. So this isn't about food. Some of y'all are like really hungry. <laughs> we'll get there. It's okay. We got a cafe. Cafe. Shout out to the cafe. Philip and this boy meet in this story. And they both had an opportunity to be a part of a miracle. That's what the boy had. The, The boy had a willing heart. He gets to be a part of this miracle. The bread and the fish were just a bonus. The main part of the story is Jesus is looking for somebody to be an influencer. He's looking for somebody who has a willing heart. So I only got one point tonight. Everybody say a one. Hold up the finger one. This is it. I'm doing this so that we keep the main thing the main thing. All right, so this is a new style of preaching that I'm really trying to, to do because I want you guys to be able to walk out of here and if your parents or so-and-so asked what was tonight about, you knew the one thing. So here it is, y'all ready? Who, y'all taking notes? Here it is. One observation from the story and that's this. Influence begins with what's right in front of you. Influence begins with what's right in front of you. So here's what happens. Here's what happens next. This is crazy. So Andrew, one of the disciples, he goes and finds a boy. Now, the Bible doesn't exactly talk about how, like, this encounter went down. So sometimes I like to just figure out, you know, maybe this would have happened. Like, did Andrew just, like, find a kid that was eating his lunch? Hey, 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 you! Come Come here! Come here! Come here! Listen to your elders, right? bring that lunch, right? Like Sal and I were talking today. This is so funny. We thought like maybe he heard somebody like, like, like crunching a Doritos bag or something like that. Like he hears a rapper. He's like, Andrew's like, I hear rapper. I hear food. And just finds this kid. Can you imagine? Like what if this kid like really was just there because his parents were there, right? And he's just there just like eating his Happy Meal, just and then the guy's like, let's go. Jesus needs you, right? Like, can you, can, can you imagine? Like, this dude is just, like, enjoying his happy meal. He's like, oh, my gosh, I got a new Love and Thunder Thor, the toy. Ah, yeah! And then he's like, you don't need toys. You need Jesus. Right, go. So, maybe that happened. Maybe that, this is how I read the Bible, guys. I'm not even joking. I should, like, make it, like, a, netflix series of how i interpret the bible no that's that's not good we don't want that right so maybe he was already eating like who knows i wonder if there was a conversation like i just wonder like did andrew even introduce himself like was he introduced to jesus before but all we know now stands now so all we know now is like this boy standing in front of jesus so all we know is, like, Andrew's like, I have a kid. Bring in Zine. He's just like, right? Like, I picture some of our, you know, our, our now junior hires. You know, I picture Devin. Come here, Devin. Come here for a second. Come here, dude. <laughs> so, Devin, Devin, do you like McDonald's? Yeah. This is not part of our sermon. We're just, we're flying right now. What's your order at McDonald's? Um, a, a Big Mac with fries. <laughs> What? <laughs> That's a gr- what grade? Are you You're in sixth grade? Yeah. That's a grown man. You pay taxes. All right. I've been, I've been eating Big Macs since fourth. You've been eating Big Macs since fourth grade. Your parents are super cool. Yeah, like. I'm only eighty pounds. He <laughs> he goes. I'm only eighty pounds. You're right. So Devin, Devin, let me ask you something. You love Big Macs, obviously. Yeah, you love Big Macs? Do you get a large try? I mean, okay, you a little conservative. All right, all right. You could, okay, okay. Now, let's say you're eating, right? You've spent, you're like, you've been waiting all day for this, this glorious castle of a Big Mac. Just layer after layer of just awesomeness, okay? Because they're like that, all right? I don't eat them anymore because I don't want to get diabetes. All right, so can you imagine... Somebody like a disciple, a grown man, coming up to them and be like, "Hey, I see you have a Big Mac and fries. Let's go! Like, <laughs> just let's go. We we gotta go. We gotta go to Jesus. Would you be okay with that? No. <laughs> you wouldn't. Would you think it's weird? Yeah. Right. <laughs> awesome. It's so true. This is a reaction. Everybody give it up for Devin. You're good. You're good. I just wanted to highlight my guy. So you can kind of see, like, this is, this is probably around Devin's age. You can kind of see, like, this is, like, weird. Right? This is just an awkward moment. So here's Andrew. So he goes and grabs the boy. Now all of a sudden this boy is in front of Jesus. He gives up his lunch, his food. Some of y'all would fight somebody if they ever tried to take a fry. This boy gives, like, I want to just stop for a second. Again, when, I, when we read the Bible, we should ask what? Questions. We should ask what? I want everybody to say, we should ask what? what? We should ask questions. Like, what would make this boy give up his lunch? This is weird. This is, this is a weird moment. He doesn't owe Jesus. He doesn't owe Jesus a favor. He wasn't like, Jesus, next week, I got you, Big Mac, I'm me. He doesn't even really know Jesus. He could have said, the reality is like, Devin, he could have said no. Like, this is my, get off me. I don't know you, Andrew, whatever your name is. What's his face? You know, he could have easily said no. Scripture says this. So here's what I thought about it. A large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick, Meaning... They say Jesus. they saw Jesus doing miracles. So I, there's a bunch of people following Jesus because they saw him doing miracles. So it kind of led me to believe and think that the boy gave his bread and fish to Jesus because maybe, just maybe, he knew Jesus was going to do something special with it. Maybe he heard that Jesus was doing miracles. So like, again, it's weird to just give up your lunch. It's, it's weird to like just give up your food. So I think in this moment, word about Jesus got out and this boy is like, if Jesus is asking me for my food, maybe he's going to do something special with it. Maybe he's going to do something cool and boy, was he right. This boy just met Jesus and he had more faith and expectation than Jesus' own disciples. Let's think about that. The men who had already seen Jesus do miracles, they had just seen Jesus do a bunch of miracles. And now is a moment where Jesus wants to do one of the biggest miracles he's ever done. And they have zero faith. But here comes this boy showing up, showing them up with his Big Mac and medium fries. This is crazy. So here's my question for you. What's in front of you? What's in front of you, right? The point, influence begins with what's in front of you. What's in front of you? Like what's in your hands? If you're here tonight and you say to yourself, I have nothing to offer, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here to silence that voice in your head. I'm here to say that that's wrong. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. Yes, you. Whatever voice is said, Whatever voice in your head right now that just unqualified you for it, I, I, I bind that in the name of Jesus. God wants to use you, specifically you. He isn't waiting on a better version of you. He didn't wait for Devin to be a senior in high school. He didn't wait for Devin to, to mature. Right? He didn't wait for this little boy to, I don't know, maybe have a resume maybe get an internship under his belt. No, he said in this moment, in this moment, I'm calling you. In this moment, I'm choosing you. In this moment, you have an opportunity to be an influencer. Here's here's what's happening. Influence begins with what's right in front of you. Here's another thought. So if influence begins with what's in front of you, what does that even mean? You see the contrast between Philip and this boy, right? There's a contrast. You've got... Philip, that's by the number. Jesus, we ain't got the money. You got this boy that's like, here's the little things I have. By the way, this wasn't like, you know, French bread, a baguette, right? This wasn't a filet. This was like a little biscuit. You know what I'm saying? Not even like a Chick-fil-A biscuit. This is a little biscuit. And the fish, it wasn't like this big old filet fish from McDonald's. This was like a little tiny, like sardine. This is a little fish. He's like, this is all I got. You can have Jesus. Here you go. So what, what's the difference between Philip, Andrew, and the boy? It's this. It's our attitude over our ability. It's our attitude over our ability. Philip's attitude said, what's in front of me isn't going to work, Jesus. You saw it. Andrew said, even Andrew said, hey, listen, it's not going to work. But the boy's attitude was, what's in front of me, Jesus, you can have. Look at the difference there. Look at the difference. All three of them have this opportunity with, with these five loaves and three fish. So what's, what's separating these guys from, from this boy is attitude. So God's not really looking for your ability because you have the ability. You have the ability to be an influencer. You, you have the ability to influence your family and your friends and the world that's all around you. So it's not about ability. It's about your attitude. Like I said earlier, some of you have already counted yourselves out. Where can we buy bread? We don't have enough money. Can't do it, Jesus. Jesus is saying, hey, I want you to reach this person. Can't do it, Jesus. Can't, sorry. They're cooler than me. They're older than me. I don't have what they have. So I'm here to, I'm here to, to encourage you tonight. Like, it, it's a mind shift. It's an attitude shift. It's not a, I need more followers. It's not, I need to be more creative. It's not, I need to have more abilities. It's not, I need to do all these things. It's, it's an attitude change. It's, listen, what's in front of me, Jesus, you can have. What's right in front of my hands, you can have. You can have what's in front of me, Jesus. You know, when we devalue... What's in front of us, we don't put it in God's hands. What do I mean by that? Again, some of us sit here and we just devalue what what we do. Look, Look at what, and we'll talk about this in the next few weeks, but look what Andrew says. He's like, he's got stuff, but it's not a lot. Like that's devaluing this moment. You know what's crazy? That kid could have been like, you know what? Yeah, he's right. This, man, this isn't really much. I don't even know why I'm standing in front of you. I'm sorry for wasting your time. Let me just go back and sit with my parents. And I think the enemy loves, loves to to whisper these lies in our heads that what we have is not enough. That what we have is not good enough. Listen, what you're good at, listen, man, there's always somebody better. Right, I've had people say that to me, you know, pastor, like you sing really good, you know, and I know you're growing, but there, you know, there's always somebody better. I'm like, what, is, what does that do for me? Like, that doesn't encourage me, right? That's the enemy, right? You know, there's always somebody better. Like, I, I hate when I hear that because then it's like, well, then if there's always somebody better, then what's the point of me doing it? You, like, we've all said that, right? Some of us are even afraid to step out and do stuff because of that sentence. Well, there's already, listen, so-and-so, like, somebody wants to join the worship team. And you see Kiana up there just going, ah, she's amazing. You're amazing. I vibe. You know, right? Some of you want to step out. God is calling you to step out in faith and join the worship team. But you're already comparing yourself and you're already devaluing what you have just because, you know, you see her. And the enemy is lying to you and the enemy's keeping you from fulfilling the call that God has on your life. And so what the enemy loves to do is he necessarily doesn't want to take what's in your hands. He just wants you to devalue it. He just wants you to look at it and say, oh, this is really, really nothing. I really can't do much with this. I really can't. Jesus, listen, you got the wrong Big Mac. You got the wrong person. You got the wrong kid. I'm, I'm sorry for wasting your time. That's the enemy, y'all. That's not God. That's, that's not what the Lord has for you. That's not what he wants to do in your life. When we devalue what's in front of us, we don't put it in God's hands. What, what did this kid have to do for there to be a miracle? He had to give it to Jesus. Like he had to physically take what was probably really special to him because this is all the food he had for the day. And hand it over to Jesus. So here's something for you guys. Great. Okay. I know that what God has for me is valuable. Who you are and who we are, it's valuable. Okay. Great. Now what? Give it to Jesus. Give it to God. Your life. So what does that even mean? What does it mean for what's in front of you? What is in your hands? What do I mean by that? It's this. Your life, your talents, what you're into, what you like. All my sneakerheads, right? God can use that. It all plays a part. The things that make you, you, play a part in God wanting to use you to influence people so that they may know that God loves them. You love music? God wants to use that. Great. You love anime? (laughs) God wants to use that right? God wants, you love, you love to write, you love to journal, right? God wants to use that. You like to run? You like to work out? Some of y'all like, no, I eat Big Macs, right? <laughs> no one did. Did you, did you cheer Pastor Jason? Because I don't even work out, you know? <laughs> He's like, but Pastor Jason loves food. He does. Great. God wants to use that. Whatever it is that you like, God made you, you. Do you know, man, there's only one you in this world. Do you know that makes you one of a kind? Do you know, know, like, we're all about collections, right? We want to collect things and, you know, collector's edition, you know. Like, there's only one you. You're so valuable. You're so valuable to God. There's not another Roxanna. There's just you. And you're special. And God has a calling on your life. And I don't care if I'm embarrassing you, because you know what? I believe that God's going to raise you up to be a leader. And I believe you're a person of influence. And I believe God is calling you. Amen. God wants to use you. What do you like? You're like, so that's what's in front of you. So what's the point of the night? Influence begins with what's right in front of you. You. You're in front of you. You look in the mirror. It's you. Is that nobody else. If it is, you, <laughs> don't call me. I don't do that demon stuff, right? Call Pastor Joey. Matter of fact, call Pastor Carlos. He'll do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's in front of you? You guessed it. You. God wants to use the most valuable thing. You. You're special. We all share one moment, though. We all share one gifting. We all share it. Every single one of us in this room, we all share one thing. One way that we can all be an influencer for Jesus. It's prayer. It's prayer. Now, I'm not specifically talking about prayer in your alone time. Although that's very important and there's power in that. Can I have the band come up? Many of you see situations and moments that you could be used by God in. Like right? day in and day out. There's situations that God wants to use you in. And here's one. It's like praying for someone. So great. How can I use what's in front of me, a.k.a. me, to be an influencer for God? Because I'm changed by him and I want people to experience that. What's one way that we can all do that and influence people? Is pray for them. Pray for them. Here's one thing. If that makes you uncomfortable, it has nothing to do with you're just not a people person. And it has everything to do with you don't really believe that there's power in prayer. And I'm not here to like call you out. I'm here to challenge you. If you are uncomfortable with with sharing your story and your life with somebody so that maybe, just maybe, they would accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, then maybe, maybe you're not as changed as you think you are. Because when you experience something that's life-changing, you got to tell somebody about it. Right? When you go to like a, a concert and it was amazing, you tell everybody about it. When you go to a dope restaurant and it's fire and it's amazing, you most likely will what? Tell everybody. If Jesus has changed your life, we should tell everybody. Everyone. God wants to use you, your story. Like, I don't have a story. You do. Newsflash, you do. You have a story. God wants to use you to be an influencer. You're the most valuable thing to him. Most valuable thing. So we can pray. You may not have the money for that moment, for that need. you're talking to somebody and you're like, well, I don't have the money to help you pay rent. I don't have what you need in this moment exactly. But you have one thing, and it's the most powerful thing that we can offer somebody. It's prayer. It's Jesus. That's what we can offer them. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. It's powerful and effective. So there's a lot of power in it, but great. What does it do? It's effective. What does that mean? What do I mean by that? That means when you pray, God hears you. God hears you. And it's not just this one-way call or this one-way dialogue or this one-way conversation. This is a a, a a two-way conversation that you say, God, I'm here. You can use me. He says, Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Prayer. There's so much power in prayer. What's in front of you and how you can use it? It's your life. And what can you do right now to be an influencer? Starting tonight. What can you do right now? Pray for someone. With them. Well, I pray for them, you know, in my prayer time, and I've got their name on a note. Listen, I'm all for that. But there's something about looking them in their face and saying, God's got you. That's influence. I remember leaders in my life looking me in the face and saying, Izzy, Listen. I know it's tough right now. I know it's difficult, but God's got you and I'm here for you. And I may not have uh, five loaves and three fish. I may not have this, this big old meal for you. I may not have what you need, but I have one thing that has changed everything for me that has helped me through every situation. And his name is Jesus. That's what I got. That's what I got. That's what, that's what I'm offering you right now. And I tell you, it'll be the best thing that's ever happened to you. I remember those moments. Those moments were the most influential moments of my life. Where a leader took time, a student, another student took time to say, hey, I see you. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? I had, I had an opportunity back in Missouri. I had a neighbor. His name was Dylan. And Dylan was all kinds of jacked up. Dylan was going through a lot of stuff. And he came over my house a few times and all he wanted was food. Literally just knocked on my door. He knew I was a pastor. So he's like, he's nice. And I feed him. And there were times where I couldn't afford to give him my groceries. And I did it. I was just feeding my sheep. I said, okay, I'll feed him. It led to a conversation in my driveway and it started to rain. And he's like, listen, man, I'm lost. I'm lost. I feel like I'm drowning. And I don't know what to do anymore. I've got these disabilities. I've got all these things happening in my life. And in this moment, I like wanted to give him the world. Like, I hear you, man. I, I, I don't I didn't really know what to do. And I felt like the Lord said, just pray. Just pray. this is all I got the devil would love for you to see prayer as just five loaves and three fish the devil would love to devalue prayer in your life the devil would love nothing more than to say listen prayers don't work you're just leaving, leaving a voicemail on the heavenly answering machine and if God gets to it okay good for you but if he doesn't try again later that's not what's happening so I pray for Dylan. and I said, how do you feel? He's like, I just feel so different right now. I said, do you know Jesus? He goes, no. So I shared, my, I shared my story with him. I didn't have a job to give him. I couldn't take away his disabilities. But I had a story. And I had the truth that Jesus saves, and that Jesus changes people. And, and I said, would you like me to pray for you so that you'd be saved, that Jesus could change your life? He said, yeah. A simple prayer. The next week, we baptized them in the church. That's amazing. Do you know what it is? It starts with what's in front of me, starts with what's in front of you. It wasn't about the groceries, it was about the time, it was about the willingness. Was I willing to give myself? Was I willing to give my time? Was I willing to give my emotions? Was I willing to somewhat feel like he was just using me to get food or money for cigarettes or whatever or for alcohol or for whatever? He probably did. But it all led to this one moment where we prayed a simple prayer and his life was forever changed. What's in front of you? It's you. It's your story. It's the most valuable thing in your life. And someone needs to hear it. You are an influencer. You're not a nobody. If somebody's ever said that to you, they're wrong. You are somebody. God sees you and he loves you. And he wants you to know something. He wants to use you. He wants to use you to be an influencer. Don't wait to get a hundred more followers. Don't wait to get verified by whatever you think is going to verify you. Start with one. Start with one person. Pray over them. Ask what they need. Be willing. Influence begins with what's right in front of you. If you could just bow your heads with me tonight. If you're willing to say to God, this is my life. You can have it. It's the most important thing I have. But if giving my heart to you means that other people might eat to their full, then count me in. We know God that this boy didn't know it then, but Lord, he's an influencer and you're calling us to be that Lord. Tonight, God, we know that there's one, one person that's the most influential person in anyone's life and that name is Jesus. Actually, everyone look up at me. This man lived a perfect life and he did three years of ministry. Three, three years traveling with 12 guys, one who eventually would betray him. A perfect life. He lived a life that was so kind. He lived a life that was so gracious. He lived a life that was so loving, so attentive, so passionate. This man gave himself to people like no one else. Traveled, traveled everywhere to to just be kind to people. Who's the most influential person in the world? His name is Jesus. So much so, his influence... Got him killed. There were people, if you've never heard the gospel, there were people that didn't like how influential Jesus was. What happened? What happened to Jesus? They put him on trial. They arrested him because one of his close friends betrayed him, snitched on him and ratted on him. They arrested him. They they tried him and it was an illegal trial, but nonetheless it went through. Jesus then is now on the chopping block and 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 between him and another person whose influence was was horrible. You got Barabbas. He's like this is this is an influential guy. He was a leader of the rebellion. His influence led to violence. And the people wanted him instead. Jesus' influence, kindness, graciousness, like great, his grace is, is all sufficient. It's all, all there. And, and they want this guy. So what happens? They kill him. The most influential person in the world. And they kill him. But, but the hope tonight is that the influence of Jesus didn't, Stop at his death, but it continued at his resurrection. The most influential thing that has ever happened in the world that changed the world was Jesus on the third day rose from the grave and appeared to his disciples several times, proving, Hey, I'm alive. It's like, hey, listen, Thomas, put, put your hand and feel the scars in my hand. Do it. I'm real. I'm alive. This is the most influential thing that could happen ever. And because of the testimony of Jesus, the world was never the same. You're here because of Jesus. You're here because somebody sitting in seats just like yours said they've got to know about Jesus. They've got to know, so they went, and so here we are, 2022, Belmont Assembly of God, on a Thursday night at eight twenty-seven p.m., all because somebody wanted to be an influencer, all because somebody wanted to tell someone about Jesus. I can go on and on about, about all the people that have led up to me being a pastor, that has led up to me being a Christian. It started with my dad making a wrong turn. But before that, it started with my grandpa, who was a baseball player in the minor leagues here in Chicago. He was a pitcher. And God called him to be a pastor. And when, when it didn't work out, he went back to play baseball. He was in the middle of a game. And before he threw his first pitch, or sorry, the rest of the pitches, God spoke to him and said, I didn't call you to do this. I called you to be a pastor. My grandpa dropped his mitt and walked off the mound and never played baseball again. It's because of his willingness to do what's in front of him, his life to be an influencer that leads my dad to find him at a church that he's now pastoring My dad gets saved, and he creates this legacy. Three boys later, here I am, getting to know who Jesus is. You don't know this, but you're going to have an eternal impact on somebody. What kind of influence and what kind of impact is that going to be? Jesus paid the ultimate price for you, but he lives. And it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. It's his kindness that leads us back to him. So go ahead, close your eyes, bow your heads. If you're here and you're like, Pastor, I hear you. But the problem is I don't really know Jesus. But I know I need him. I know that I want the change that you're talking about. I know I want the influence that you're talking about. I wonder if Jesus can do that for me. And I'm here to tell you tonight, He wants to do that for you. He wants to be the most influential thing in your life. But it starts with answering this call. He's saying, if you were to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Christ rose, died and rose again, that you'd be saved. That's it. That's it. It's that simple for you tonight. There's no... There's no rapport. There's no resume that you have to fill out. It's just that. It's that simple. He just wants to love you. He just wants to be kind to you. He wants to help you. If that's you, I'm going to count to three. There's nothing special about that. It's just so that you understand what's happening. Jesus wants to change your life. And if you would like a relationship with Jesus for the very first time, meaning you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you would like one and you would like to know more about what that means. On account count of three, I just want you to slip up your hand just so that we can see it. One, God loves you. Two, Jesus died and rose again for you so that you may live forever with him. Three, come on, if that's you and you want to have a relationship with Jesus tonight for the very first time, Maybe you're here tonight and and you used to follow Jesus or you've kind of just been living away from Jesus. And you're like, man, my life hasn't been the same ever since I kind of stopped coming to Excel and I stopped reading and I stopped praying. And man, I just don't know what to do anymore. I wonder if Jesus would take me back. And the answer is yes. Maybe you need to rededicate your life. Say, hey, Jesus, I want to try this again. I need you to help me. So you knew Jesus once, but you feel like you've been far away from him. We want to pray with you and spend some time talking about that. If that's you, go ahead, slip up your hand right now. No one's looking around. No one's looking around. Awesome. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Awesome. So I didn't see any hands, which means this. It means you all are followers of Jesus, or you still need time to process that decision. If it's the second one, and you would just like to talk to somebody about that, all my leaders, raise your hand. See how many leaders there are? I encourage you to find one, guys or guys or girls or girls, and just have a conversation with them On how you were feeling. How tonight made you feel. And they can help walk you through kind of what tonight is about. But you are all influencers. What kind of influence are you going to be? Influence starts with what's right in front of you. What's right in front of you? You. Your heart. Your attitude. Your willingness. Your story. God loves you. God cares about you. Again, if you need to talk to somebody, we're here for you. But let me pray for you as we head out. Lord, thank you that your word is true, that it sets people free, that there's nothing faulty about it. I'm thankful, God, that you see us as valuable things Lord, as valuable people, not just things, but your kids. Lord, I pray that every student in this place would walk in this influential state of this attitude, this influencer attitude, God. That as they go back home and as they gear up for school, God, I pray, Father, that you would place people in their lives that they can influence for, for you, Lord, as we advance your kingdom, build your church, and advance the gospel. People need to know more about you. And how will they know if someone doesn't tell them? How will we tell them if we don't go? So tonight, God, I pray that you begin to work in the lives of these students as they recognize that they are influencers. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We give you nothing less but all of our hearts. And everyone says, and everyone says, and everyone says, Amen. amen. Give it up for Jesus one time.